Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back. We are going to, hopefully, as long as I don't blather on, <laughs> finish um, the five questions. Oh, actually, Julie, is this a new topic? Do you have what it truly really takes to be rich, five it's questions? Re- this it's is related. a new topic. This is our recap. Yes, that's right. Last oh, week was the cool. ramp up into this. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So, guys, listen, this is going to be a fun call. Um, we do topics like this because they are designed to be a little bit salacious, but mostly thought-provoking. That's really what our goal is. We want you guys to um, listen to what we're saying and then do a little self-diagnostics on how you think with regards to wealth accumulation. And the reason, again, that we want you to consider this is because at the end of the day, nobody else is going to financially take care of you. Um, That's just the bottom line. If you want to make it so that your years ahead with regards to money are better than your years behind, you're going to be the one that has to make that happen. Nothing is going to you know, you're not going to win the lottery, okay? You're not – Ed McMahon, God rest his soul, is not going to knock on your door, especially now. That's a bad joke. Um, you're not going to have any situations where you're going to basically walk into money. There's no liquidity events on your horizon. Nothing like that's going to happen. You're not going to sell a business. You're not going to get a piece of a winning IPO. You're not going to find gold or oil in your backyard. Now, I hope you do all those things, but you probably won't statistically. Any chance you have at accomplishing financial security – let alone being rich, where your money works for you, you no longer have to work for your money, is determined by your willingness to basically drill down and focus on a plan. Now, we have been in the coaching business forever, and we know that many of you guys are overwhelmed by money, overwhelmed by financial conversations, overwhelmed by all of these topics, and that's the reason that we've spent so much time in our, in our careers trying to really drill down the essence of what it truly makes to be, takes to be rich. So this might be the first show you've ever listened to us. On, and then we're going to get into our notes, and Julie's going to actually – she wants to read a couple of emails. But before we do, I want you to write this in your notes. Write this down. Remember this. Never lose sight of this because all of you can be rich. Our definition of rich, and you can make it your defini- defini- definition of rich. I need more coffee. Is where your money works for you, and you no longer have to work for your money. Where your money works for you, and you no longer have to work for your money. And the way to get to that point is basically if you know what your overhead is. And your overhead is something that you can control. See where we're going here? You don't have to wait for somebody basically to knock you on the shoulder and say, hey, guess what? You you now have won the lotto. You can create your own lottery event. The first thing you have to do when you're going through this process is if you have to accept the fact that you're going to be the person that's going to be ultimately determined – determining whether or not you're going to be rich. And after you basically have said, okay, I can take responsibility for that, the next thing we want you to do, and we've talked about this on previous shows, is we want you to get your personal overhead down to a very manageable level. By manageable, I mean what's equivalent to one real estate transaction in your market. So if you only sold one house or 12 houses per month, you'd be just fine all your, I'm sorry, per year, all your personal overhead would be covered. That's kind of like maybe a baseline for most of you. And I say that because if someone's in Columbus, Ohio, they can sell one house and make $7,500 and be just fine. If you're in L.A. or New York, you sell one house, you're going to make 
25000 you'll be just fine. So when you're trying to figure out whatever your monthly nut is, our suggestion is you make your monthly nut as low as possible, but it has to be at least the same, if not lower, than the equivalent of an average commission check. That is very manageable. And once you've gotten that number down to a certain level, what you then want to do is you want to ask yourself, how can I create income that will be, come in, in essence, passively so that I don't have to work anymore? So if that one house that I sell this month, that doesn't go to covering bills. That goes to having fun. That goes to spoiling my family. That goes to donating to my whatever. Okay, you guys get the point? Now, the only way you're going to have – I'm summarizing here – the only way you're going to have the money to uh, you know, invest to create passive investments is going to be by producing a profit in your business, and that's the hardest thing to do in any business. It's easy in real estate, guys, very easy to sell – to produce transactions. You can produce transactions you – know, just it's not that big of a challenge. And if you're still struggling on how to produce uh, transactions in the first place, that's a different conversation. And I strongly suggest you uh, request a free coaching call, a free coaching calls for agents.com, free coaching calls for agents.com. But the reality of it is, is it's not the, the challenge truly is not generating leads as many as you think it is. The challenge is not even selling houses as many of you think it is. The challenge is keeping the profits that come from selling real estate. Um, all of us focus as real estate practitioners on the top. We focus on the transactions. We focus on having bragging rights, saying I sold 30 houses this month or whatever. That's where our industry puts all of its emphasis, but nobody except Julie and I, as far as I know, we, yes, we want you focusing on your production, but your production has to be in alignment with what your financial goals are. So we want you to actually flip it. So whatever your specific financial goals are, Around, that are built around your real estate treasure map, and we'll give you a free copy of that when you request free, uh, a coaching call through freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Just re a request a free coaching call, and I'll email you that book um, in a digital format. You don't have to buy it and just complete it. But the idea is, is that once you know your overhead, once you know how much money you have to earn every month, not difficult to do with those two things, then I want you to start considering thinking about the industry completely different than the way the industry is thinking about itself right now, right? And focus on producing the most profit and then take that profit and start purchasing rental properties. And rental properties, are the, the ones you should be considering purchasing are going to be not necessarily in your own market. We're going to talk a little bit about that later on today's uh, show. And we have talked about that in the past. We've actually given you a list of target cities to consider investing in. But that's your path forward. So if you have to earn $7,500 a month to cover all your personal overhead, let's do this. Let's make it so that you can identify and purchase over the next two or three years enough properties that produce a net income to you of $7,500. You think that's a big uh, challenge? Well, it is. Is it something that you can do in the next two to three years of the plan? Of course it is. That way, guys, it's not like a lifetime dream of being rich or an unreachable goal of being rich. It's something that you can do not in a lifetime, but you can do in a matter of months in some cases, depending on where you are financially, if not a couple years, that's what the point of being in, in business for yourself is, in this industry especially is all about, is getting to the point where you are rich, but you're going to be the one that has to create that for yourself. And it's exciting as you are on that path because now you're going to have all kinds of motivation. So what I've just given you is a very encapsulated and six minutes version of basically the path forward for many of you as far as why you're in real estate because most of you got into real estate if not I mean if you really drill down it's because you want freedom freedom from financial tyranny freedom from having to worry about cash flow freedom from you know all the ebbs and flows that happen in the economy that could directly affect your personal economy well guess what this is how you do it 
This is the path that works. This is the way that you can actually get to the point where you truly are rich. Consider accepting this as your personal mission. So we're going to get back to the points um, and uh, make sure you're taking great notes. Julie, you have some emails to read? Yes. Actually, I wanted to highlight a relatively new coaching member, Wendy Lynn Day, because she's somebody who's clearly taking action. She actually has two Facebook posts. So I'm going to start with one because I just love the numbers on this, right? Wendy Lynn Day says, I just upgraded my coaching and looking forward to kicking some butt. Committed to doing what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it. I called three for sale by owners after putting them off otherwise known as unrepresented sellers, unrepresented owners. One just listed with somebody else, but I got the other two appointments onward. <laughs> so those are nice ratios. Two out of three isn't bad. And then she posted mm -hmm. this great picture, uh, ice cream giveaway in a popular subdivision. I think this is in front of an open house, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, cost me 165 bucks, but I met tons of people, including this guy who's in the picture with a bunch of kids eating ice cream, who's one of the association leaders. Gave out the flyers for kids to come that say, Wendy Day gave me free ice cream. Love the neighborhood, but need a bigger place? We can help you find your uh, perfect home. So uh, these ice cream trucks to open houses have proven to be a really great magnet and there's lots of different twists on this. Uh, sometimes the kids have to go to the open house, they get a ticket, they take it to the ice cream truck and they get free ice cream. Um, sometimes you guys are giving out a little saying with that ice cream. There's lots of ways to work it, but it doesn't cost that much. And the neighbors love it. When was the last time you saw an ice cream truck in your neighborhood? So I think we take advantage of summer and you get people out there and you do something for the community. So thank you, Wendy Lynn Day, for setting an example and doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it sometimes can be fun too and uh, nice job on those unrepresented owner appointments no pressure better go get them because <laughs> she's on my premiere call next so i just wanted to amp the heat up a little bit uh so ready for our questions about what it has what it takes to truly be rich ready to jump into that yes let's go all right perfect so again julie do yeah. you have what it takes point number one do you have external accountability that means someone to hold you accountable to doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Do you respond to that accountability or do you dodge it? A lot of you guys claim you like accountability, but then, you know, you'll be a little bit funny about that. So, fact, most everyone hates accountability, but rich, successful people thrive from it. They embrace it. They understand what it is. Here's a fact. You can actually hack your daily accountability. Have a morning schedule that includes reporting into your accountability partner, your coach. You know, a lot of people in our private uh, or in our premier coaching and our private coaching clients as well will post their accountability on the Facebook page. So that's a nice habit to be in. But post and report in every morning. Schedule your day so you have three to five have-tos versus one-tos. For example, have to do 100% of your lead follow-up, that's contacts. Working at a specific time, or maybe you lose money. Have a built-in punishment if you're not accountable. And we've done entire calls on, I call it the carrot or the stick. What do you think you're motivated by? Everyone claims they're motivated by going towards goals, but in fact, most people are actually more accountable when they're gonna lose something. Whether that's money, or whether that's a marriage, whether that's, you know, people who get overweight that are going to do maybe, you know, be told by their doctor that they've got not that long to live if they don't get in front of that. 
lots of examples of people who aren't actually motivated until it comes down to it. So if it helps to have a built-in punishment if you're not accountable. Now, this doesn't have to be scary or dramatic. I find some of our coaching clients that set up simple systems such as maybe your business plan calls for three actual contacts per day with your past client list, actual conversations. And you have to be accountable to that by writing notes on something as simple as a three-by-five card with their name on it. Now, who's going to hold you accountable to that? I'll tell you one of the best accountability things that I've seen is getting uh, middle school to teenage kids who get five bucks per contact not made by the end of the day. You want to be held accountable? Get one of them to do it. I've had people do that with their assistants before, their business partners before, their spouses. It can be somewhat fun, but I guarantee you after you pony up, you know, 15 bucks a day for three days in a row, kind of makes the point. You are losing money by not making those contacts. You are losing money by not being accountable. That just makes it quite literal. Anything you want to add to that punishment idea, Tim? Uh, I was just uh, thinking, I was, uh, Julie and I are adding folks to our new member coach sales team, and I was uh, working on reviewing resumes today. And it's fascinating to me, it's the resumes that we get from people who have actually had real sales jobs, they like to talk about what they're conditioned to do in terms of numbers of contacts per day. Most of the resumes I'm getting are people that have been in the uh, real sales job for a long period of time where they make 80 to 100 contacts per day. That's their job. And the day. contacts are uh, a day. Yeah, exactly. And and that's it's funny to me when I think about salespeople, the idea that a salesperson uh, doesn't essentially does anything other than basically over the phone contacting and trying to rationalize it as work is kind of it's just a mystery to anybody who's actually a professional salesperson. A professional salesperson knows that they will only survive through the number of contacts. And obviously, contacts by themselves aren't good enough. You have to have contacts with skill with the intention of setting a pre-qualified appointment. But guys, really, at the end of the day, if you're wanting to know where your money is, it's on the other end of that phone, and it's on the other end of making enough contacts. So again, as I'm going through these resumes and we're you know, adding more people to our sales team in our own business, I look to see, like, so this person says they've been in the sales game for 10 years. They've worked in these types of things, doing phone sales. They're uh, Essentially, they're, they know their minimum standard every day is to make 80 to 100 contacts. That's probably somebody that I want to hire, right? Versus somebody else who, you know, I get resumes from real estate people sometimes, and they all they want to talk about is their designations. They want to talk about their, you know, these other things. They have no real sales backgrounds. And it's, it's fascinating to me, honestly, when you guys, when we as an industry have such clear-cut examples out there that we can emulate of what it takes to be successful selling, um, and it always goes back to the very things that people don't want to do that leads them to being in real estate in the first place. <laughs> You know, so many people get into real estate because they don't want to be told what to do, don't want to be told when to do it, uh, don't want to be held accountable. That's really, you know, there's so many people like that. And then they wonder where their money is. Then they wonder, where's my success? Then they wonder, why do I not have financial security? Why haven't I become rich? It's because the thing that's missing are the things that you basically have designed into your life to avoid. And when you accept that void as being where your money is, then you kind of start to shift your mindset and what you're willing to do. Um, you know, guys, it's not really any more complicated than that at the end of the day. That's what Harris Rules, our book, is all about, not just prospecting, but basically setting yourself up so that you can have, uh, create uh, you know, a system that takes into account that repetitious boredom pays off. 
we talked about this before many times, the best real estate practices, the best period uh, are boring businesses where people are, they don't look, they don't have passion for it necessarily. They're not looking forward to, you know, it's not like it's a business. It's a business that where people go in, work consistently, get a consistent results, and then they get go home and celebrate the fact that they work consistently and got consistent results. That's what a real, how a real business functions, unlike these erratic situations that we have in real estate. Um, you know, there it is. There's an idea for you, a concept for some of you who've wondered where, where, why is it that you're still struggling and still taking the bait from all these people that are trying to sell you all these shortcuts. So here's another little interesting uh, thought for you guys that are just a sales thing. Again, my mind's in resume land right now, but I, I think maybe some of this will benefit you guys. All this gimmicky stuff that's being sold to real estate people designed to placate um, or to, uh, I think, um, help them justify not doing what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level. I'm talking about buying leads. I'm talking about, you know, passive marketing. I'm talking about all this stuff that's told to real estate people. That is not information that could be sold to any other, in any other professional sales environment. Those people that are trying to sell all this gimmicky stuff to realtors, they could never in a billion years get away with walking into, say, for example, going to GE and talking to their global sales staff. They'd be laughed off the stage because those are professional salespeople. You know, at our event in, in um, Austin at the end of July, we're going to have one of the top salespeople for one of the top for, 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 for Ferrari. He's going to be speaking at our event. He's a surprise speaker, but I just told all of you. So he's actually going to be uh, attending the event, probably bringing some cool cars for you guys to see um, that are attending the event. And he is going to talk about the fact that his salespeople are salespeople, even at, the, at that level where their average sale is like $350,000 for a stinking car, they still are expected to hit certain numbers every single day. What makes us as an industry, what makes us as, like some of you listening are office managers and team leaders and whatever you call yourself, and you, you see these agents around you struggling do you not know that the truth is that they're just not making enough contacts? Or do you know it, but you just don't want to deal with the conflict of telling them the truth? Which is it? And, and agents who are listening, it's not the office managers and the broker's job to tell you that, to be honest with you. It's not. It's their job to create a safe working environment for you. If you have a broker or an office manager and your situation does offer support beyond just the bare minimums, well, you're in probably a blessed brokerage, and you would need to be very thankful to that broker or that office manager and, and stay there forever and, and show appreciation and gratitude towards them every single day. And I mean that sincerely. But for a vast majority of you, you get your license, and you're basically thrown in the deep end, and you sink. You do. Because no one's there to support you and tell you the truth about what it's going to take to be successful. When I do these interviews on usually Thursdays, or well, actually it's any day now, of these top producers, I ask them very direct questions about lead generation. And you guys ever notice it doesn't take but maybe three minutes until they start talking about the fact they prospect, they pick up the phone. Have you ever thought about that? By the way, we've been doing these interviews now for 15 years. And the answer is always the same, always has been the same, even after social networking, even at da 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 da, -da it doesn't matter. The top producers, anybody who is at the top of the game, they know they have to pick up the phone, if not meet people in person. So stop resisting it. That, the very act of resistance is what's causing you stress. How much better would you feel if you basically stood up to your fear of actually doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level? How much better would you feel if you said, you know what, damn it, this thing has been kicking my ass for the past forever, and I'm no longer allowed to kick my ass. I'm going to kick its ass. And I'm going to listen to Tim and Julie, and I'm actually going to get my game on, and I'm going to learn how to go after that for sale by owner or that expired. Wouldn't you feel incredibly liberated just by saying that out loud? You should try it because you will. 
And then the next thing is, is take the response. But it's not difficult, guys. This stuff really is not that difficult to do. It's easy. You know, sell, getting a FISBO, overcoming their objections, they always say the same things in the same order. It's almost like they have coaches telling them what to say when they're solicited by agents. <laughs> Expires, the whole thing. Every seller in the history of sellers have pretty much always said the same things in the exact same order. And our presentations are designed to make it so that your, present, your sales presentation is very smooth, easy, with virtually no resistance. So, look, guys, I just don't – we're not going to ever pander to your fear of prospecting or your fear of being a proactive lead generator – even at our own detriment, we're going to tell you the truth because it is the truth. I don't want you to fail out of this business and then think back, I wish I would have listened to Tim and Julie because they were telling me the truth while everybody else was basically just pandering to my fear. I want you to listen to us. I want you to try it, experiment with it, get good at it, stay focused, follow one course until successful, and then those gimmicky things will never appeal to you. And then, guys, you will be on your pathway to being free because then you can truly control your own income through listings. Does that make sense, Julie? It absolutely does, and it's absolutely true. So point number two on our questions, if you've got what it takes to become rich and to stay that way, do you hold yourself to a rigid daily minimum standard, such as actually following the schedule? I know that a lot of you have schedules written out. Your office managers have made you do it. You did it in the treasure map. Your coach made you do it. But are you actually following it? It's not enough to just write it out and figure it out. Do you adhere to a rigid daily minimum standard of contacts like real salespeople do, to Tim's point? Do you adhere to a rigid daily schedule of actually working out, not thinking about working out, not going on a little walk with your dog. I'm talking about actually working out and staying in shape. Things like five thank you cards every day, things to show appreciation, not just posting on Facebook, that doesn't really count, real thank you cards, appointment set. You know, many of our top producers set a minimum standard of one new pre-qualified listing appointment per workday no matter what. The rule is set one and go on one. Lather, rinse, repeat when you get to that level. Are you at least following a schedule that will get you closer to that? Do you hold yourself accountable to that rigid daily schedule? Lots of different ways to do that, but it all requires action. Do you want to hover there or go on to point number three, Tim? Up to you. Go on to point number three. All right, we've got, do you look for things to challenge you personally and professionally, or are you on autopilot? Are you somebody that says things like, oh, yeah, 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 I've already heard about that. You know, like when you heard the top of the, of the podcast, the story about our newer uh, agent who called three for sale by owners and took two appointments, only reason that she didn't get the third one is they already listed with somebody. Are you somebody that goes, oh, yeah, they're going to talk about FISBOs again. I've heard about that for 20 years. Or are you somebody like Wendy who actually calls them and Put yourself through that challenge. Be a constant learner. Reading. 86% of Americans never read a book after they graduate high school. That's pathetic. And, you know, there's this thing called Audible that makes it a lot easier for you to get through books. That's what we do. Rich people force themselves to listen to and read opposing perspectives. They keep mental sharpness by operating as if their current mode of operation is already outdated. They assume that they need to be upgrading and updating all the time. They're not just waiting for something to kick their butt to get them into action. How objective or free of ego are you about the things that you are 1,000% resolute about? How objective are you about that? Have you actually looked at some of your beliefs in a long time? So point number four on our questions is, 
This is a big one having to do, doesn't look obviously to do with being wealthy, but the most wealthy people are media free. Are you media free? Be a, what we call a republic frat, especially online. Or are you constantly searching out some weird political statement to post all over your Facebook page and see what kind of reaction you can get all day long? Are you addicted to that? Or are you simply a republic, a republic rat, meaning you don't take a stance? No social issues, virtual sig virtue signaling, no news media. You know, it's not even news. That it's entertainment. They just used to call it news. No media that's designed to make you feel for something or against something else. That's virtually impossible to find. Hopefully our podcast is one of those things, and there's probably three or four other podcasts that are pretty safe and away from that kind of thing. But how media-free are you? How much time do you spend on media versus, say, you know, being on the phone, making contact, actual sales? And question number five before we wrap up here. Do you control, do you control your mind, your body, and your wallet? Are you monitoring what you put into all three? Are you disciplined in your savings plan like we've previously outlined on many, many calls with a minimum of 10% from every single check going into your actual savings account? Here's the secret. Fiscal, meaning money, and physical, meaning working out and things of that nature and nutrition, fiscal and physical discipline go hand in hand. Work on your body and the rest falls into place more easily. Have you ever noticed that? We have as coaches, certainly. Why? Because accountability and discipline overlay all that you do in your life. Are you disciplined or aren't you in any of these things that we've mentioned today? How disciplined are you about being media free? How disciplined are you about being a constant learner and challenging your own set in stone beliefs? How disciplined are you sticking to a rigid daily minimum standard in business and in life? How disciplined are you about your savings coming off the top of every single check? What about actual accountability? Are you somebody that when your top producer pop-up says you need to do this and then it gives you a little option, which I hate as a coach, that says reschedule to do it three days from now? Do you constantly hit that reschedule button? That's dodging accountability. Do you constantly hit the snooze button on your alarm clock? That's dodging accountability. So today's call has been about whether you've got what it takes to get closer to being rich. I'll leave that with you, Tim, because I've got to get on Premier. Yes, you do. Um, so listen, guys, join us for this journey if you haven't already. Be part of the movement. I don't really have a name for the movement. Hopefully some of you will help me think of a name for the movement. But what we're trying to do is return sanity back to real estate. What we're, what we're really focused on is having the industry really to pivot back towards the fact that the most important people in real estate are, frankly, most of you listening, which are the individual practitioners, the small business owners, the entrepreneurs that call themselves real estate agents, you guys are the heart and soul of the business. You really are. It, it really is our mission to essentially no one else has got your backs like we do. No one else is going to do what we say and say and provide the products that we do so that one day you can be financially independent. One day you can be rich. Um, it's confusing out there, guys. There's a lot of conflicting information. This media thing, we could talk forever about that. The bottom line is just purge yourself from all of it. Just don't read any of it. Don't listen to any of it. Don't participate in any of it. By the way, you post any positive or you post any political stuff on any of our Facebook pages, we unfriend you. We don't want that in our lives. We don't want that in our members' lives. We don't want that. And you should you should take the same stance. All that stuff is is just I mean as Julie said, it's really crappy, low brow entertainment. So just avoid it. It's not relevant to your life. It it isn't. None of that is. Just avoid all of it. Just 
Let it go. Experiment with it. Realize how much mental and emotional space it's taking in your brain every time you watch the news. And then you let those feelings and emotions bounce around in your body and your head, and you kind of get addicted to it. Let that stuff go, guys. This is your time. Look, we are, without a doubt, well, here you go. Here's some statistical facts. Not political, but a statistical fact. The economy is now doing better than it's done in almost the past 15 years. The GDP, gross domestic product, is growing faster than it has almost in the past 15 years. This is the first time, I think, in 25 years, we have what's being called full employment. So there's more uh, jobs out there than there are people looking for jobs. How, did you guys know all of this? Well, I didn't until Julie and I were researching this for an, an, a future podcast. So the reality of it is, is that everybody out there uh, you know, who wants a job, according to these reports that are coming out, has a job or can get a job if they actually wanted one. That's kind of exciting. That's the exact opposite of what a lot of us are being led to believe that's happening in the economy. That's the exact opposite of what maybe a lot of your buyers and your sellers are believing is happening in the economy. Look, you can make money helping people no matter what direction the economy goes, what direction interest rates go, what direction inflation goes. Who cares? It doesn't matter. You will still make money. You'll still be there to help people. There will always be people that need to buy and sell real estate. That's the coolest thing about being in real estate. You're not selling something. You guys remember back in 2008, 2009, when the recession hit, and Starbucks, of all places, started cutting back on stores and talking about store closures and the rest of it? I mean, what kind of world was it where people decided that they didn't need to buy coffee anymore? That's how much people were overreacting and, and living out of fear. Whatever happens next in the economy, honestly, who cares? Just learn how to be of service to other people. Sometimes the skill sets, well, right now, the skill set that you had is already outdated. You need to develop a new skill set. The past market was relationships-based. The new market is going to be relationships plus skills-based. I hope you see that. You're going to take listings, and you're not going to have to price them right. You're not going to have to get the prices down. You're not going to have to deal with the seller's emotions. These are where the skills come in that you need to develop. Don't you know, burn through a bunch of listings, taking listings, not selling listings, learning the skills on the job. Get the skills, and so you guys can start making money now. Listen, if you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>